this testimony tonight, you're going to hear me talking about a lot of things that happened to me. But make no mistake, this is all about God. This is what God did for a man. Um, all of my adult life, all, all of my life, um, uh, you know, I made mistakes. Matthew eighteen eleven says, um, for the Son of Man has come to save that which is lost. Well, I was lost. Now I'm found. Uh, so let me tell you something. Here's, here's, here's what I want you to know. God has a plan for each one of us, right? There's no doubt about it. Um, most of my life, I dabbled in drugs, did the wrong stuff. I'd, I'd stop and go back and stop and go back and stop. Um, that was my lifestyle. That's what I did. Um, this was from this was from the time I was sixteen or seventeen years old uh, until well, it was probably around uh, two thousand and five. I got into a car accident. Little little fender bender thing wasn't anything, but I had drugs in the car, I had weed in the car, and uh, I, you know we the cops showed up and I didn't get in trouble and there was they didn't find it and all that. But uh, so I called my wife at the time, Dina. I, I called her and said, uh, you know, I had the accident. And the first thing she said was, "Was there drugs in the car?" Yeah, but I played it cool. They didn't know. And she said, "No, no, I've been praying for you." And I said, you know, I said, okay. She said, we've got to do something about this. We've got to do something. We've got to go to church. And if this is going to work. So I said, okay. Uh, I had a plan. I was going to go to church reluctantly. Show up, you know. Show up and get her off of my back is what I was really thinking. Uh, and so, uh, so we came to church. But guess what? God had a plan. Uh, so, uh, you know, Proverbs 16.9 in the Amplified says, uh, a man's mind plans his ways as, his journey through, as he journeys through life. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So for me, that stands out. I, I feel like, you know, I had plans. I was going to do things my way. In this particular instance, I was going to show up to church, make an appearance, Proved her it was all hokum and hooey, right? And uh, go on about my business and do the things I wanted to do. Didn't work out that way. Uh, see, I thought, um, I thought I'd already figured out everything that, that I needed to know about preachers. They wanted your money. Okay. That was it. I knew it. I was certain of it. And uh, so we walk into the church at Jackson Street, and guess what the message is that night? tithing. I said, yep, I told you. They just want your money. But listen, after a short time, I don't know that it was immediately after, but in a, in a short period of time, we were tithing. So the message hit and things began to change for me and for my family. See, God knew that I needed a supernatural experience, an intervention, a deliverance to change to change things for me. Um, so through the prayers of a desperate wife, right, uh, he brought me to the exact right place at the exact right time yeah. Yeah. Uh, because God has a plan. Um, he knew that I needed to experience the power of his might, right, uh, 
to know that it wasn't about something that I could do or all that I could do or um, just sitting in a pew, you know. It, it needed to be more than that for me, and he knew that. And, and so um, what happened was in, in that moment, uh, it's just the revealed mercy of God to put me right where I needed to be in the moment that I needed to be there to change because for my entire adult life, I was using drugs. That's the life I had. Um, so, so I got saved uh, shortly, I don't, I don't know, two or three, probably two or three services, and, and I, was, I was hooked. Um, delivered, supernaturally delivered. No withdrawals. No cravings. Listen, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced addiction, but whenever you don't have that thing that you want, your body freaks out on you. You curl up. I spent a lot of nights curled up in a little ball in the fetal position on, on the floor thinking, you know, what am I going to do? Well, what I did was go back to the drugs then. But um, So, uh, you know, delivered. Delivered from everything except one particular drug. And so um, I called pastor and, and talked to him, and he said, let's, let's meet. I told him I was still struggling with him. He said, uh, let's meet, and, and we'll talk about it. So uh, <laughs> he, uh, I was telling him, you know, I was delivered from all this other stuff, but not from the one thing. And, and he explained to me that there's different, I don't know if it's uh, the word types is right, but different ways that God will deliver you, right? He said, uh, there's an experience where the thing that you're dealing with is taken away, which is what I, I had. Uh, and then there's some where uh, you're taken out of that situation. And then he said, uh, and then there's the deliverance where God helps you walk through that thing. And that last drug that I was doing was that. And, and we were in, in Pizza Hut on the south side. And he, be, he began to uh, teach me about uh, confessing scriptures like 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And from that moment on, delivered. Completely holy, delivered. God grant, grant, he granted me uh, right con connections uh, with the church. Um, a church I could, I could call home with, you know, the people I could call family, right? He planted me. Psalm 1, uh, 3 says, uh, And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yield its fruit in, it, in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. And I was fed, there's no doubt. So uh, that, that scripture rings true with me, it, it does. And you know, connected me with a spiritual father and, and pastor, uh, and by that connection, I learned so many things. I was learning things so fast. I remember, uh, uh, I remember that I heard uh, the lesson, the first time we heard the lesson on the, the uh Believer's authority. And uh, I don't know if it was that very first night, but he might have done a couple se uh, sessions of it. But uh, when, when he was talking about Mark 16, 17, where he talks about the signs, casting out devils, and, uh, I was blown away. You know, we have a, what? We can do this? And so I went home with the family in tow, you know. I went home and right whenever I kick open the door and I walk into the living room and I said, 
I command all of you unclean spirits to get out of my house in the name of Jesus. There was a peace and a calm in my house that I had never experienced before. This is something that I'm not going to get just going to any random church. Go, go where the Lord leads you, right? And if He hadn't led you yet, people in live stream, if He hasn't led you yet, pray about it because you belong somewhere. You can be fed. Um, those lessons that, that, that he, he taught, I just wouldn't have got them anywhere else. So um, uh, God was doing big things. He revealed his call to, my call to me, uh, to me in that same, around that same time. Pastor again was teaching on what God wants us to do, what we're called to do, uh, following God's plan. And uh, I kind of went to him after the, after the last session. I said, Pastor, I don't really know exactly what it is that, God wants me to do and he said do you have any just even an inkling of what I said well I think I'm called to pastor I mean I'm thinking in my mind I'm thinking me this guy pastor I gotta be hearing something wrong you know uh, and he said uh, I'm glad you figured it out I've known it for a little while now so glory to God, Call, called, called to be a pastor, Paul Floyd. Tell me that's not God. Um, he promoted me at work. Um, the job that I was doing um, was going away. And so they took me from the plant, trained me, and put me into the office. So I went from hard work and hot place to cool work at a desk in a cool place. Um, and all of this stuff, you know, we were tithing, giving, our finances were straight. Uh, this, I mean, you understand I'm talking about favor, right? I mean, God was doing things for me. Um, these were the manifest blessings of God. Hallelujah. Um, it seems that every time I opened the Bible, I could find what I needed to find, understood what it was that I was reading, what I needed at the moment. God was just doing things for me. All of this stuff he was doing for me in my life. But, and live stream people pay attention. Somebody out there needs to hear this. I'm just saying, I know for a fact, somebody needs to hear this. Listen, even though God was blessing me and my family, doing all this amazing stuff, all this stuff that I just told you about, and I'm sure there's things that, that, that I had left out, but, you know, I got caught up in my own plans, my own problems, bogged down with uh, circumstances and situations of life, you know, and I forgot about those blessings, and uh, I threw in the towel. I gave up. I gave up on God. Uh, it wasn't anything God had done. It wasn't anything the church had done. I just got tired of fighting the fight. I just forgot about what it was that he had done for me. I just, I quit. Uh... You know, not everybody in the family was hooked on with the plan for ministry for the family. So uh, there was internal stuff that I was dealing with. And uh, I let the weight of the days get to me, I guess. Um, I remember when I gave up. Um, see, the, the devil was having a hard time, really, getting to me, through me. Because I was sitting under the right teacher, in the right church, learning the right stuff, I had closed all the doors. So he 
attacked me through the avenue of my children. Uh, I had a child that was, was in trouble a lot, and I got a call one time sitting at the desk that God had put me at, and, uh, you know, the story was she got whatever it was that she had done to get in trouble, and I just said, uh, I literally said, that's it, I quit talking to God. I quit. I'm done. I'm tired of fighting. I quit with God and with the church. I quit on everything and everyone in the church, too. I just quit. I went off the grid. I went off the church grid, anyway. Um, well, shortly after that, uh, I had an issue with the shoulder, and uh, after running through all the options, they decided to give me painkillers. Painkillers to the dude that was delivered from drugs back in... Uh, and uh, I, I think maybe that I really understood what was happening, looking back at it, that there was a potential there, but I, I, I was gone far enough that, you know, that was probably a 2008 or nine. It was shortly, the last time that I was at church, we were doing, we were at Concord. I don't remember what year that was, 2008-ish, something like that, maybe. Um, but uh, from then on, after I, I started taking the, the painkillers, I had a steady decline. The medication that I was uh, prescribed was taken off the market, and I was instantly bumped up to a heavier narcotic, without question. Devil working on his side to get me where he wanted me to be. Um, it was... Uh, and it was a decline. It wasn't, you know, the devil's not going to just slam you with everything all at once because you're going to go running screaming back to God, right? And, but in that process, uh, it was kind of like I've heard the stories of bull and frogs. Have you heard that? That if you turn up the heat slowly, they'll just, they'll, they accept it, right? So that's kind of what I was doing. I was just, each new thing would happen, whatever it was, and I would accept it. I'd just keep on going down that, that, that path. Uh, over the years, I went back full on and, back into, deeper into the lifestyle that I had, drugs. And with the drugs came the lies, and with the lies came all of the other deception, the, the depravity that exists. You know, depravity is defined by Strong's as, uh, as badness, uh, malignity, trouble, evil, malice, wickedness. There's a, there's a, a translation, uh, a rendering of the word wick, wickedness in... I think it was in the Amplified that I was reading it, but it's, it called it godlessness. That's where I was. I was without God. There's no doubt in my mind that had I died in those moments whenever I was that far gone, when I'd given up on God and was doing all the wrong stuff that you could imagine, whatever you're thinking that I might have done, you're right, I probably did it. Um, there's, I, I was lost. I was fallen. I was away. I wasn't going to heaven is what I'm telling you. There wasn't any way I was going to make it, not with the way I was treating God and, and the things of God and myself and people. And uh, You know, I, uh, I just ran with, with that bad stuff. I did it. The drugs got more intense. Um, the lies became more frequent. With the lies, more isolation. I started isolating myself even more. Took, I took huge amounts of money out of an account that my wife had, let, let me make this even worse for you, that her mother had given her after her death. I took that money so I could get drugs. 
How dark and ugly is that? Right? So I did all of these things. Um, I'm reminded, you know, all of this stuff happened, and I'm reminded of the passage in Matthew where it talks about the, the uh, unclean spirit when it leaves. It comes back with seven more that are worse. I was definitely in a worse spot than I had been whenever I was first delivered. Um, I remember this. A few months before I got caught, I realized that drugs were going to kill me. And I was all right with that. Didn't want to die, but knew I would. And I knew it'd be drugs. And if I had to go, at least I'd go out high. That was it. That was, that was my be-all and end-all. I'm losing my family, my wife, my, you know, all of it's going away. And I was still thinking drugs. Um... So, uh, you know, Dina and I had already agreed that the marriage was over. Uh, then I got arrested. I thought, well, that's it. I'm, I'm losing the, my, my wife, my family. I'm losing my house. And now I'm going to lose my job. And at best, if I'm not just stuck in jail, I'm going to have to take some kind of menial job that, you know, and work in, in that whatever that is, forever, because who's going to hire a felon, right? Um, but God had a plan. Uh, I thank God for his love and his mercy. This story, my, my testimony, if you take nothing else from it, is about mercy. It's about the mercy of God. When I had thrown it off, when I said, Lord, I know that you've called me to do this. I know that I've seen miracles wrought in your name. I went to uh, Clarksville with, with Brother Russell and Pastor to see Dr. Dufresne, and I watched people's hearing be restored. I, I saw it. I was like this close to it. One of the first times I'd ever seen a miracle. I was, oh, all of this stuff I had seen, but I walked away from it because I got tied up. The devil redirected me, right? So anyway, I, you know, I'm at this place where I think it's all over, right? No, no wife. Cops got me cuffed. I spend the rest of my however long it's going to be in jail, right? Uh, but God had a plan. Lamentation says that uh, it's uh, 3, 22 and 23 says, um, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. His mercies. Mercies. So, I mean, me. Look at what I did. I was like, look what I did. And then, I, I think about it nearly every day, folks. I, I know the things that I did. I know the things that I had in God that I walked away from. The things that I ended up in, in my flesh, and now where God's got me now, and I look back at that, and it's a miracle. It's a miracle that I'm standing up here right now speaking because by all rights and purposes, I should be dead a minimum of 100 times. I'm sure, and probably more. Uh, so even here's, here's the mercy of God. Even before I got right with God and got back into church, he was doing stuff for me because... He's got a plan, right? Uh, 
Jeremiah 29.11 in NIV says, uh, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. His plan for my hope and future included this. Listen to this. I told you already, the countless times he kept me alive. I can't tell you how many times he saved me when I was nodding off behind the wheel of a car because I was too high or not high enough. Because those that have been in addiction understand that if you don't have enough of whatever it is you're doing, your body quits functioning. You, you, you turn off. It, it just happens that way. Um, the many times that I had taken way too much of whatever drug, my, my drug of choice was more. That's my drug of choice back in the day. I didn't matter what it was. I just wanted more of it. Um, so, you know, I took tons. Not bragging. I'm just telling you how great God is. This is about how good God is. It's ain't about how tough I am. That I was tolerant to some kind of drug or something. Um, this is about how merciful my Lord and Savior is. Uh, so... Countless times he kept me alive. All the extra drugs I took when I, I mean, I, I think I might have hit a limit. There might have been a time when I was actually as high as I could get, but I'd go ahead and take some. Uh, you know, just in case. Uh, then he supernaturally delivered me again. No withdrawals, no cravings. You might ask, uh, how do you know that God did that? Well, listen. There were a number of times that I said, I'm going to stop. I got to stop this. Minute, minute. My body was racked with pain. I was shutting down. My, my brain's foggy. Uh, my body wouldn't work. I'd go out to mow a yard whenever I didn't have enough of my drug, and I could mow a couple swaps, sweating like a, I don't know what, and I had to go back in, and I'd lay down on the couch. I was just that wiped out. Uh, so... Quitting on my own never worked. When I tried to quit, uh, withdrawal, cravings, depression, all of the things that you hear that are associated with drug addiction, drug use, I had it all. But then God delivered me, and I didn't get touched by that stuff. Not once. So twice, he, he did the same thing for me twice. Way back when, he delivered me from the drugs. And then again, he delivered me from the drugs. Mercy, folks, that's mercy. Um, he, uh, he just pulled, he just took it away from me. I mean, never once did I say, man, I wish I had a, just gone, <laughs> glory to God. Uh, and when I got back on the path, uh, I mean, it's amazing. But anyway, let me, let me get you to that point. Uh, so I'm still not, I've still not gone back to church yet now, understand. I've, I've been, uh, I've, I'm in jail. I've, uh, I've done as many drugs as I can, and he's kept me alive. Um, so then I, I managed to get... Uh, the drug court program. This is God working again. Uh, a two-year program through McCracken County that, that totally eliminates that charge. It's like it never happened. It doesn't, it's not an, an expungement. They just take that file and they throw it in the trash. 
That's God's mercy. I mean, wow. Just even standing here talking about it. I might take off running. I don't know. Uh, even though my marriage was over, he still used my ex-wife to do things for me. She, uh, she paid my bail. She agreed to pay my attorney fees. I told her, if you'll pay me back. She said, sure, I'll, I'll pay you back. She agreed to do that. Uh, so uh, a little over a year after I've started the program, I'm sitting on my little couch in my apartment, doing an inventory of my life, counting off all my fingers. Okay, I'm going to meetings, showing up at court. I've been able to keep my job, dedicated to getting my life straight. Doing everything they're expecting me to do. But I realized something was missing. So I said, okay, what am I missing? And I heard God speak up inside me. He said, you know exactly what is missing. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'll go to church. And so that next Wednesday, I came here. Uh, <laughs> now, the devil was in my ear that whole time. I, when I was Wednesday, when I, I pulled out of, out of my little the parking lot, the, my, my drive, and, uh, and I turned to come this way, and every side street, every driveway, every parking lot I passed was, he'd say, uh, you can turn around here. You probably need to turn around here. Hey, turn here. You know these guys ain't going to remember you. They aren't, if they remember you, they're going to look down their noses at you. You're, they, you're, you don't need to go do this. So it was, that was all the way up until I pulled around and got into the parking lot. Even in the parking lot, it's not too late. You, can, you know how they're going to be. But God had a plan. So I walked through the doors out here, and I was met with 1 Corinthians 13 love when I came through the door. Glory to God. I walked through the door, uh, and everybody came up and started hugging me. Uh, the animosity that old Scratch had told me was going to be there, it didn't exist. Just proof that the devil is a liar. And now, in my experience, in my testimony, I can honestly look at anybody listening and say, I'm telling you, the devil's a liar. I'm ex I've experienced it. I've seen it. I've had it. I, it's in the Word, and I've experienced it. I mean, that's too great. What's, what's uh, the revelation... Um, 1211, is that what it is? That's it. Yep. Um, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, word of testimony. She said it, I just have a mic. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's it. I mean, that, I, can, I can honestly look at anyone now and say I've experienced it, right? Um, everybody, I mean, everybody hugged me. Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And Pastor, man. Who, who I know that I truly let down. I, I know I did. I know, I know I broke his heart back in the day. He met me with open arms, man. I mean, praise the Lord. The look on his face whenever, whenever I came through the door, when he looked at me, I will never forget. Full on, pure, genuine love. And, you know, I, I'll carry that with me forever. Um, See, whenever I stopped doing the stuff that it talks about in Galatians 5, uh, all of the bad stuff it says at the early part of the, like verse 19, 20, I think. Um, 
then I was able to experience the fruits of the Spirit. Um, and so since I've been restored to the kingdom, I have peace. Psalm 29.11 says the Lord will give strength unto his people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. I've got joy, which I walk in every day. People say, uh, how's your day been? Blessed. How are you, Paul? Blessed and highly favored. What's going on? Anything bad will happen at work? No, I am blessed. I had a buddy of mine say, you always say you're blessed. I said, it's because I am. I am blessed. Glory to God. That's joy, joy, I have joy. Uh, notice that uh, in Nehemiah 8:19 it says, um, then he said to them, go your way, eat fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Both of those, two of the fruits of the Spirit, peace and joy, have strengthened them. You can gain strength by walking in peace and in joy. Glory to God. Um, I got a raise at work. No solicitation. Didn't hint at anybody. No nothing. My boss just said, hey, when you get out of the program, blessed. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that significant debt that I was telling you about, Dina, you gave me? Forgiven. That had to be God, right? I mean, she's good people. But that, I mean, that's a chunk of money. Uh, that, that had to be God. Uh, and even after all of the wrong things that I'd done, uh, she gave me a portion of the profit of the sale of the house. Didn't, I told you, I stole money from her dead mother, right? God moved on her heart to do something good for me. And I believe it's because I was doing what God told me to do. Um, one of those things, come to church. Not just show up, come on and participate. How about that? Show up and be the church. That's, you know, you, you'll see me up here sometimes and I'm full on into the worship music. I am touched by God nearly every time we have praise and worship. Partly because we've got a great praise and worship team, right? But uh, the other part is because I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm looking for God in these moments. Uh, so that's part of it. I'm, you know, giving, uh, give and it shall be given, right? Uh, I'm, I'm giving, I'm tithing. So, you know, getting into the, the, uh, the things that God's told me to do has opened up doors for Right. And uh, taking care of things that, you know, that particular debt would have taken me a long time to pay off. And she said, eh, don't worry about it. And by the way, here. Gave me nearly the same amount of money that I was indebted to her for. That's God. Favor. Blessing. Uh, what am I saying here? What's my point? Right? My point is that God loves us. He wants us to be part of his family. Uh. He wants people to be restored to the kingdom. Anybody out there that may have thought that they've gone too far, listen, I've gone pretty far. And I'm standing right here right now telling you that I am restored, that I am a child of God, I have been delivered, 
Everything, every promise that God's ever made is mine. And if he can do it for me, because he's no respecter of persons, you guys can show up too. We'll be expecting you. Um, in closing, I would say, uh, well, let me read 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19 out of the Amplified. It says, uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Thank you, Lord. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to him through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example, we might bring others to him. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. <laughs> Glory. All of my sins have been canceled in the name of Jesus. Woo! Uh, uh, he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. That is restoration to favor with God. Here's, here's what I would say to anyone listening that thought maybe they'd gone too far, that they missed it, or maybe they missed it just a little bit, but they're hesitant because they don't want to experience the you know, the coming back process. <laughs> Why? Come to God. Be reconciled to God. That's what I'd say. That's my message. I could have said that at the very beginning, I guess, and saved you guys all kind of time, but um, that's my point. Be reconciled. Don't let the things, don't, don't let the things of the past, the sins, the thoughts, the whatever of the past, uh, direct your steps today. Don't let the past, you know, there's a lot of clever ways I can say it. Don't let the the actions of the past create your future. God's put all of those things away from you if you'll just get reconciled with Him. If you'll trust Him, if you'll, if you'll learn what He has to say about what it is that we should do, if you'll honor Him, uh, you can be reconciled. You can be reconciled. Glory to God. That's my message for the day. Amen. Glory to God.